Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today on the RV, we are traveling to Colorado and talking with Calvin Fisher. Calvin is the author of the new book, Northfield. Hello, Calvin, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Hi, Lucia. Thanks for having me on your show. Yes, my pleasure. So, Calvin, tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, sure thing. As you might have mentioned, I am from uh, Plymouth, Minnesota, which is a small town right outside of the Twin Cities area. Um, ended up moving out to Colorado in college. I'm a longtime uh, comic book fan and um, author. Northfield is my first published work, but yeah, I just love science fiction and reading, and uh, I'm all about it. And you published your novel, Northfield, in November 2020, yeah? Yep, November of last year. So please, Calvin, let us know about it. Absolutely. So Northfield is set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. The world's been drowning in toxic gas for a decade. The main character in Northfield is in a really bad spot. Um, People in this world are very cold, very self-centered, just because of the need to survive. But he's trying his best to um, be the best man he can to live up to the memory of his dead wife. This goes haywire, however, when an adversary blackmails him. And he either has to assassinate a man or be executed himself. Little does he know, however, his target holds the key to saving the world. That's interesting. And what inspired you to write a novel about a post-apocalyptic world? You know, what's funny is Northfield actually started out as sort of more of a thriller, sort of along the lines of a Tom Clancy book or Vince Flynn. Um, But sort of through the process, I was... um, you know, just sort of thinking and just like a lightning bolt, the idea for a post-apocalypse hit me and it, everything sort of just fell into place from there. So it was sort of through the process of writing the book, I arrived at it being a post-apocalypse. I think it's very difficult to put together such a great story in a novel. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, the plot and the pacing is really important and you, you got to keep the readers hooked and wanting to turn the pages. Yep. And everyone has a different opinion of what an apocalypse is. Calvin, why is it such a popular subject in books and movies? Because it's, in a large way, our societal greatest fear. Um, You know, the worst thing that can happen to society is just completely falling apart. And I think it's something a lot of us feel at least some sort of fear over. But I think seeing characters and people in situations where they face this great fear and overcome it is really inspiring and comforting for us. And Calvin, you used to sell homemade comic books to family and neighbors. In your writing process for comics or novels, do you start to develop a plot or do you start with the characters? I start with the characters. I think they're the most important part of uh, fiction novels. I think if readers can attach to the characters, they'll pretty much follow them through whatever plot and 
at least for me, one of the things I get passionate about is writing about a character I think is really interesting. So I think laying that groundwork and then figuring out what sort of world or situations sort of draw the best aspects of their characters and sort of get that interest peaked. I do the same thing when it comes to my writing process. For me, the characters come before the plot, like even their physical attributes. So Mark Northfield is the protagonist of your book. How did you create this character? Did anyone like, in particular inspire this character to come to life? I think a large inspiration was um, the Spider-Man comic books. Um, there's a few, what are called runs, in the comic book world where pretty much a writer will write for a certain amount of issues. Maybe they'll write 50 issues or something. Um, so a lot of writers have these runs. And in a few of them, uh, Peter Parker, who's Spider-Man, uh, mm -hmm. had a lot of humorous conversations with God and these things. And I just thought they were so entertaining to read. Um, and I knew I wanted a character who did something similar to that. So I think that was one of the foundations for a big uh, part of his character. Mm -hmm. And I love Spider-Man. I don't know anyone who doesn't. And if there was a film adaptation for your novel, do you have any ideas as to who would act in the film? Uh, one actor I think would be pretty cool is a guy named uh, Wyatt Russell. He's um, He's been in a few movies. One of them was that Overlord, which was the like sci-fi World War II movie. But mm -hmm. I've seen him in a lot of things, and he just has a pretty large range of roles he does so I think you sort of get the flexibility needed and he also matches the look of Northfield really well so I'd say him would probably be my number one pick. Were you always interested in science fiction? You know I I suppose from the world of comic books it's always been interesting but I started out reading more of thriller novels sort of along the lines of the sort of, as I mentioned, the Tom Clancy and Vince Flynn. And sort of after reading those, I um, sort of came to love more of the science fiction novels. So it actually bloomed a little later for me. And it's interesting how science fiction is still trendy as our superhero films. I actually read a quote by Isaac Asimov. Today's science fiction is tomorrow's science fact. Do you agree? I think, you know, I think it certainly depends on the type of science fiction, because there's some that really strive to, you know, try to accurately predict the future. Um, well, I think others, a lot of it is just sort of taking things more metaphorically, if that makes sense, sort of creating a future mm -hmm. that can reflect the the current day. So I think it's definitely a case by case basis, but it, it's pretty incredible to look at some of the predictions science fiction has made and how those have manifested in our world. And social media has taken over and artificial intelligence is no longer fiction. Do you think technology is helping art or destroying art? Ah, that's an interesting thing to think about. I think in a lot of ways it's helped it. I think it's been pretty great for indie creators to have a method to spread their work, which wasn't really available previously. But at the same time, I do think having these sort of big companies like Facebook or Amazon have sort of so much say over a lot of the media and, you know, the algorithms they have that people have to play up to 
I, I think there's a certain amount of playing by the rules Piet they'll have to do that, um, you know, might mm -hmm. make people make some artistic decisions over others. So I, I think it's, you know, a mixed bag of pros and cons. Yes, I agree with you. And what changes dramatically is access. For example, I am a painter and back in the day, paint was expensive. Canvas was expensive, brushes were expensive. So with digital software, artists can download tools at no cost. This is amazing. And don't need to pay for canvas or other working surface. As an author, we put our work out there and have to accept that there will be feedback, both good and bad. How do you, Kelvin, deal with negative criticism? I appreciate negative criticism because it, you know, there's a lot of blind spots we all have to our own writing and other people can give a lot of insight that can help improve the next work. Um, I do think it's important though to recognize sometimes that you know, some feedback could be just from a reader not really responding to your work well just because of their personal taste. So I think it's a valuable skill for writers to create, which is to know how to take some of the feedback and leave the other perhaps less helpful feedback. Yeah, I'm developing thick skin. And are you planning to write more books? Yeah, I'm certainly planning on writing more novels. I've got another one in the work right now. Um, I do plan on writing a good amount of science fiction. That's sort of my focus right now. But there are a couple other genres that I'm I'm pretty interested in writing. So down the line, um, you know, I'll, I'll I might branch out and do some other things as well. So, uh, what is interesting about the character Northfield? I think. He is in a lot of ways an everyman. Uh, he really struggles like the rest of us. He's got um, a lot of that admiral qualities like his bravery and empathy, but also struggles a lot with indecision and trying to figure out the right thing and a lot of doubt in that aspect. So I think readers will really enjoy his just sort of gallows humor and how he, his fictional conversations with uh and Jess, his wife, and God in his head are um, are pretty entertaining and sort of novel for this type of science fiction book. Kelvin, please let us know where we can find you and your books. Absolutely. So I can be found on kelvinfishermedia.com. That's uh, kelvinfishermedia.com. There's <laughs> no C in the last name Fisher, just F-I-S-H-E-R. Mm -hmm. Through the website, you'll be able to find my book on Amazon, as well as different social media links. Um, my Facebook page is the same, or kelvinfishermediahandnote.com. Um, and my Twitter handle is the same thing, and uh, same with Instagram. So if the viewer remembers kelvinfishermedia.com, that's how you'll be able to find all my stuff. Excellent. And I'm sure our listeners are super curious about Northfield. It was very nice talking to you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I had a lot of fun. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted.
Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.